0: I'm Greg Chisholm, I'm Seth Jennings,
1: I'm Diana Pasig atkinson my name is Rish Barua, my name is Paige Clarkson,
0: I'm Lorenzo Raphaini.
1: and you're listening to EmpCast, a
0: podcast where we discuss all things employability, catching up with our very own NTU graduates,
1: as they tell us what it's like for them,
0: figuring out the world of employment,
1: and now on with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Diana Pasig atkinson and I'm an enterprise advisor here at Nottingham Trent University. Joining me today is Seth Jennings.
0: Hello, my name's Seth and I'm the employability advisor for disability and well-being and I'm also just really happy to be here.
1: And our special guest on this edition of the podcast is Ian Consola Adebayo, um, otherwise known as Oyin, the co-founder and CEO of Neo Enterprise, a graduate of our business management and economics course here at NTU, and also currently co-delivering a Black Coda boot camp. So as you can imagine, I've got a ton of questions to ask you, Oyin, but before I do, it's time for the icebreaker challenge. Seth, take it away. Icebreaker! 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 Let's break
0: some ice now! Icebreaker! Icebreaker! Yeah! The Icebreaker Challenge is brought to you by Fly Live, NTU's official student radio station. Listen on your smart speaker and online. Okay, so this is the Icebreaker Challenge. This is something we do with all of our guests to see who can get through as many icebreakers as they can, within the allocated time of two minutes. Are you up for it, am Let's do it. Cool. And your time starts now. If you could only eat one item of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Noodles. Noodles, good choice. If you had to bring back three people from the dead for a dinner party, which three people would you bring?
2: My dad, Michael Jackson, and Nelson Mandela.
0: What is your idea of fun?
2: Going on holiday and taking lots of pictures. <laughs>
0: Oh, fabulous. Who would play you in a movie of your life?
2: Ooh, um, oh my gosh. It's
0: a tough one.
2: Oh, uh, um, there's a lady that played half of the Yellow Sun. Um, I can't remember her name, but she's a famous American actor. Um, I can't remember her name, but I guess you can, you can, in, in memory of T'Challa, um, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? What's Kendrick? No it's not Kendrick. Chadwick Boseman, the female version. Perfect. <laughs> if we can
0: find her, we'll hire her. Um, if you had a boat, what would you name it?
2: I will name it
0: Honey Sweeps the Sea. <laughs>
2: no.
0: This is a really important question. Is a Jaffa cake a biscuit or a cake?
2: Ooh, It's a biscuit. It has to be a biscuit.
0: Coffee or Tea.
2: Definitely.
0: What did you have for breakfast this morning?
2: Literally toast.
0: (laughs) Anything on it or just toast?
2: Toast and butter.
0: Oh, fabulous. Are you a good dancer?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on whose standards. standards.
0: (laughs) What is your most used emoji?
2: The dancing woman
0: okay and we're out of time we're out of time Well oh done. that was fun thank you well done oh amazing there were some really good answers there weren't there diana
1: fabulous answers there but um i have to say that given the who would play uh you in in a movie of your life i think i blurted billy piper in the practicing this and kind of thought <laughs> what where did that come from so um, i think your answers were far better than mine actually.
0: yeah well i said zach efron for myself um luckily this is a podcast so no one can can tell me that's wrong <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: right shall we shall we get into to finding out a bit more about Oyin
1: so I gave you a little bit of an introduction at the top of the program there but I guess you're the best person to introduce yourself so tell us more yeah so my name is Oyin Kosola Adebayo um I
2: am the CEO and co-founder of NEO Enterprise. NEO Enterprise is an organized, a multifaceted organisation of many businesses. Um, we're currently made up of NEO Hair and Beauty and NEO Network at the moment. Um, and NEO Hair and Beauty is just for the purpose of beautifying Black women. So we love the idea of actually being able to beautify Black women at the comfort of their own home. And NEO Network is all about increasing the career and and business prospect of black women um I love to travel as I said earlier on I actually love to dress up I'm thinking of starting a blog just just the pictures of dressing up I don't know just,
1: it's just if we'd known that we could have <laughs> dressed up a bit more for the podcast <laughs> obviously you know Seth in his pyjamas is not great <laughs> obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm just messing with you there Seth because actually he's looking very smart today you not yeah, I mean I'm in a
0: three-piece suit I'm in a three-piece suit for those li- listening at home actually I'm very professional really? hmm.
1: <laughs> but, so the dressing up part of things is another strand to your um, increasingly large bow, but, um Let's stick to the things that we know that you are doing at the moment because I'm really excited to hear about this Black Coding Bootcamp. So Awesome. Black Coding Bootcamp is in
2: collaboration with um, an amazing organisation called Coding Black Females um, and it sits on the Neo Network. So the Black Coding Bootcamp is a six-month bootcamp specifically um, for uh, getting unemployed, underserved black women to get into software development. And and for us, success to us is actually seeing Black women in tech spaces and be able to thrive in tech spaces. You may ask me, so how did this come about? So it came about in a summit called the Beyond Hair Summit. So Diana, you will know that we have a yearly summit called the Beyond Hair Summit. And the theme for 2020, just before the pandemic hit us, we never knew that it was coming, um, was the connectivity of digital technology to creativity, hair and beauty. And then Coding Black Females came and did a coding class. Um, and there was so much demand, so there was about 300 people there, but 40 people attended the coding class. So much demand to actually do something beyond that class, and so we said, why not do a boot camp? Then we blindly applied for funding, and we got it, and here we are, and it's going phenomenally, fantastically well.
1: So um, really, that's the power of connection, and basically, you've you've connected with a, a need within the community that that summit was serving and and then being able to produce something um yeah. so i mean you did say oh we applied for funding and then hey here we are i guess yeah. it would be nice to dig into that a little bit more because there, there are people out there who are trying to get their kind of passion project social project happening and mm-hmm. sometimes one of the things that they think about is the barrier is funding so mm-hmm. I know you've done lots of other things before that as well. So I'd like to explore that a little bit more with you getting the funding for the coding that you're doing, but also how to do something for nothing and just start something.
2: Yeah. Um, so many people don't know that the Beyond Her Summit um, this year was the biggest it's ever been. So we had over 300 people there. It was in a, in a massive um, event space, but that was essentially bootstrapped from us. Like we we basically invested in that and that was, it was quite difficult But actually, I saw the opportunity and I actually was willing to serve and add value to my audience, add value to my community. Um, Now, how I how I came across this funding, there was no funding requirement. There was no cap of how much you could apply for. They just said, hey, we had we have five million pounds part of funding over this year and actually could increase to 20 million pounds over the next three years. Um, We want you to solve this. They wrote like a really detailed um, explanation of what they want to solve. They wanted to bring more women into tech. They wanted to address lack of digital skills amongst black and ethnic minority groups. And then we put together a, a, an application. And I think what made you know our application so unique was the fact that we combined the needs of the of the black women and how they want to be connected to as well as giving them the hard skills. They loved it and we got through. Um, I guess the lesson for me is making sure that you're connected connected to the right people because i i did not get that funding or we didn't win that funding or win the bid or or the contract simply by not knowing anyone it's actually the relationship i've built over the years you know building connections with people and being intentional about who i connect with as well
0: have you had a go at coding yourself
2: (laughs) yes i have i have had a go so we're currently doing javascript and I have to say, I would love to continue, but I just don't have the time to, but it is very fascinating. Um, I think for me, what I want to do is I want to be able to build people mm. that code. And I, that's always that's always what I've been about. I've always wanted to build people. Um, I've always wanted to build um, professionals, build experts. Um, yeah, so I guess I have a high level understanding of the languages you need for different things. But when you tell, if you tell me to code your website, I can't do it. <laughs>
1: um I think it's very it's obviously there's a huge need for it at the moment and there's a great popularity um but certainly enabling more people to do it is fantastic so um can we go back a little bit in history if you like when you were at NTU um and you went on a placement
2: yeah so I did a placement year at Rolls-Royce um Rolls-Royce was was really interesting I remember actually having a conversation with yourself about that you know fight between do I just work on my business for a year um or do I go on placement and I think I just came to a resolve of actually I need to go and get some placement and get some placement experience and I'm actually very glad I did um so I was working on digital transformation (laughs) at Rolls-Royce under the logistics department for the marine department and I remember getting featured in Nottingham Post for the work I did there which is fantastic Um, and actually I didn't I didn't understand why I was at Rolls-Royce, if I'm being honest with you, at the time why, when I was there. I didn't understand the, my purpose because I'm someone that's very purpose-driven. I you know, I really want to know why I'm doing this and wh- what I'm doing it for. Um, I'm a person of faith. I just knew that it's something that had to be, but I didn't understand why. But when I, when I actually look back at it and look at where I am now, I needed those digital transformation skills in terms of writing business requirement documents. And also being in the logistics department, I actually needed that because right now in Neo Hair and Beauty, we are working with manufacturers and suppliers and, under- and shipping things from China, shipping things from America and um, to customers. And I needed the logistic skills. I needed to understand Incoterms and all these um, logistic language. Um, so that that was for purpose and on purpose.
1: because Just to fill in for listeners, before you went away on placement, you'd been working on um, the the beginnings of neo enterprise with the yes. enterprise team at NTU, and and you'd been sort of looking at how to develop that business. So as you say, you you were you were going, do I go on placement? Do I not? How does this fit with the business that I'm doing? And and actually, you've just articulated really fabulously what the benefits of of going out on a placement are and and certainly to kind of come back and and think now that those logistical skills that you were looking at you know that that kind of like being curious in that business was what then has helped you with the Mm -hmm. business that you're now creating so
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. amazing full circle and the other thing that I know that you got involved in when you were at NTU was Enactus yes so tell us more about that Oh, Enactus was literally my baby.
2: I loved it so much um, when I was part of Enactus. Like literally, all my friends in like in, my, in the societies that was part of just knew that I was the Enactus girl. <laughs> I was always talking about Enactus. Um, I was a project leader for a, an amazing project called Core, um, and Core essentially was um, a, a coffee scrub project that really empowered sex workers at the time. I'm not sure what the direction is now. So my, essentially my role as a core project leader at the time was to build relationships with partner organizations, again, relevant skills for now, because I'm forever talking to partner organizations. It was also to understand whether I needed to get certification to make sure that the product was able to sell, to work with the woman. Again, what I'm doing right now, very much linked. Um, and I think that's why I loved it so much because it it had that balance of connecting with people and connecting with enterprise and businesses even the way I'm speaking right now I don't think I will be able to speak the way I'm speaking on this podcast without the help of Enactus that was fantastic and was really poignant for my developmental today
1: fabulous those who don't know Enactus is um, uh a a nationwide thing across universities that enables students to work on social projects with a sort of social aim that are run like small businesses and I think you also you know you started neo enterprise through one of our programs at NTU enterprises hive program head start didn't you so you went through that program as well
2: yes so in the second half of my second year instead of studying. I think I, I I realized that I actually really wanted to spend time really understand whether this business that I had or this idea this epiphany I had was worth it, um, and so I spent half of a year actually um, developing my business plan, um, and that was really good six months of my time. Cool. Just to
0: just to steer the conversation a little bit, I was just having a having a think about when I chat to students about their CVs, I always say to put something really interesting and eye-catching in there now from my research you've been recognized by the grammy winning artist brandy norwood
2: yes i have oh my gosh you literally done your digging
0: <laughs> how does that happen brandy norwood
2: yeah okay okay so let's flash back let's flash back rewind rewind um so i um was, this was before i actually started university um, Brandy Norwood was doing her, I think it was a last tour actually, last ever tour um, across the UK, and I got a DM saying hi. You know, Brandy Norwood is in the city. She needs a hairdresser. She needs you to do a kinky twist. Are you available tomorrow? I thought, what? This is fraud. Like, not no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I said, are you being serious? And she said, yeah. I said, yeah. I've actually got your VIP tickets as well. Just let me know if that's the case. I got his number. I got his Snapchat. Um and yeah, I got to meet Brandy Norwood. I literally called my friend who's like a, a like die hard Brandy fan. And I said, Joshua, I'm, I'm doing Brandy's hair tomorrow. Do you want to come with me to go and see Brandy for free <laughs> in Birmingham? <laughs> and she was go- already going to see her in London anyway, but but to see her for free in Birmingham and also to get to her to, to get to meet her in person.
0: Um, so yeah. That's crazy. And if we do have any big celebrities listening. Yeah. Brands you know what approves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I suppose you've done so many things in such a short time. Yeah. What's next, do you think? That you yes. mentioned this this possibility of this dressing up thing. Oh, so the dressing up thing, I've I realized,
2: I think as I'm growing up, I realised that I need to keep certain things as hobbies. <laughs>
1: I always think
2: entrepreneurial-wise, but right now it's gonna become a hobby for my own personal brand. Um, on my instagram and things like that rather than well you never know rather than something that that emerges into something else
1: okay because if you were wanting specialist tips i know a secret about seth
0: oh no 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 oh my goodness oh uh, okay so when i was 12 years old so many moons ago now um i set up a costume business where i 12 year old seth had saved up for about two years and I bought a 200 pound mascot costume. And then I bought more mascot costumes after that. I made a loss of 380 pounds. So my question to you is, where did I go wrong?
1: (laughs) Um, By the way, what
2: I mean by dressing up, I actually just mean like wearing really nice clothes, not necessarily costumes,
1: but. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay then that thing is just a hobby what's the next thing what are you building on beyond the bootcamp, for example or or is there another strand that you're developing
2: okay so um right now what we're working on is our systems and processes so i've got into the stage where i've kind of solidified exactly what we are about because i think it's been a journey of actually clarifying what that means um so right now it's literally just kind of solidifying our systems and processes within the business it sounds boring but it's literally what keeps us going. Boring (laughs) but
1: essential, I think. Yeah, so
2: essential, yeah. Um, And um, yeah, just employing employing people as staff members rather than um, freelancers at the moment um, and trademarking everything, to be honest. Trademarking and looking at patents for some of the products that we're developing. So yeah, all boring stuff, but this is the stuff that gets you rich.
1: (laughs) It's a good point to bring out where when people are, excited with an idea and want to make a business out of it to remember that a lot of the time you will be working on the business of the business not the creative exciting side of the business so you do have to have a bit of stamina for that particularly at the beginning when it's just you I think having a mixture of
2: discipline as well so obviously the stamina you're talking about is actually discipline so I'm currently um working on so I'm very bad with my bookkeeping. I hate it so much. Um so I leave it till like the end of the year and I'm actually currently doing all of that. So it takes a lot of discipline for Neo Hair and Beauty. That is a lot of work behind the scenes that creates the front end cute stuff. Um so working on that requires discipline. So
1: so have you got any top tips for how to be disciplined with your work you know the rhythm of being at university is very different from trying to do something out there in the world um, whether it be your own business or whether as an employee any top tips for getting that disciplined way of working?
2: I think number one I think it's understanding the purpose I always say something um, about getting married to your vision. That's something that people know me for saying, get married to the vision, get married to the purpose, understand that you can't just work out tomorrow or else all of what you've done is is not worth it. You know, it's gone to waste. So that's the first principle. I think the second principle that I will say um, is using tools to help you actually stay disciplined because some of us find it harder to be disciplined. (laughs) Um, So what I use, I have an app on my laptop that times me um, for certain tasks and I literally stick to it. Um, I use um, focus matrix matrices to kind of determine what's urgent and what's important. And lastly, if I'm see- if I'm seeing that that's not working, I actually use an app called self-control that blocks out self-control, everything. Self-control,
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I
0: definitely I it. need <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you yeah. today, Ian. That purpose-driven understanding your why and doing what you want as a result of that, I think is mm. a really good um phrase that you gave us earlier on in the conversation you know that you don't you don't get into anything without thinking about why you're doing it and it clearly works
2: (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) and sadly we are coming to the end of today's podcast but before you go ian i have one more question for you what do you think of garden gnomes (laughs) I was looking at actual <laughs> interview questions this one's from trader joe's usa <laughs> Wait, and what what do you think of garden gnomes though i think a lot of people have been sat during this podcast asking that question so i'm really glad that i'm asking it now
2: garden gnomes are garden gnomes that's it <laughs> do you not no. think
0: about them at all though like when you see them
2: the first time I saw garden gnomes, I was genuinely scared. Because I'm Nigerian and that doesn't exist mm. in my home country. So I was genuinely concerned about why people will put garden gnomes in their garden. Yeah. I just didn't get it.
0: <laughs> See, I, I grew up watching films like Toy Story. Okay. So it would really freak me out. Yeah. Like soft toys sometimes freak me out. I have to have them in a certain area. Because when I'm asleep, they come alive and... <laughs> i don't know the things they would have seen (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's been amazing to chat with you today i wish that we could have chatted for another two hours
2: oh thank you so much it's been a pleasure
0: Today's episode was brought to you by NTU Employability.
1: Join us next time,
0: where we'll be chatting with another one of our NTU graduates, learning what it was like for them as they left university and moved into the world of work.
1: In the meantime, if you're an NTU student, feel free to go onto the MCAS section of Employability Online, where you can leave your feedback on whether you enjoyed listening to today's podcast.
0: But that's it for now, and we look forward to seeing you again. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.